All right, all right, all right. Channeling my inner Matt McConaughey. Let's get into it. So before I get into this week's episode, uh, let me remind everyone who is listening, who is a observer, who is not in our world, who loves the podcast and has not taken any of our courses. Uh, we have a Layla Turns One sale that will end on her birthday. Her birthday is Halloween. So her birthday is on Halloween, October 31st, and our Layla Turns One sale will end that day. Just to give you a little idea what that looks like, that is for our Cairo Biz 101 course, which is our flagship course that every single person in our community takes in order to build and grow and scale their business. Um, this is a amazing course that's seven weeks long. It takes you through marketing, sales, finance, KPIs, absolutely anything and everything you need to get your practice off the ground. Or if you've gotten your practice off the ground and are stuck at that $10,000, $12,000 a month mark to help you get to over 20000 And I use those numbers specifically because we know from the surveys that we've taken in our program, on average, doctors that start our, pra- our program grow 106% after Cairo Biz 101, meaning that if you start by making $10,000, you will more than double your revenue um, by taking Cairo Biz 101. So back to the sale. We will be raising the price of Cairo Biz 101 in the new year. And so this is the last time, or I should, let me rephrase that. We'll be raising it on November 1st. So Layla turns one on October 31st. So in that time, you will be able to still get the course at its current price, but it is going up on November 1st. Layla turns one, I have to pay for a birthday party. I mean, you guys get it. You guys know how it works. Now, pay attention, pay attention, pay attention. Here's what I'm doing. Some of you guys out there who might not be 100% ready to start Cairo Biz 101, but you are smart and like to save money, here's what we are doing. Are you listening? If you say, I really want to take Cairo Biz 101, I really like saving money, but I'm not ready to start today. I'm not ready yet. This is what we're doing. You can give us a deposit. You can give us a good faith deposit, $1,000. And that locks in the current price. And all you have to do is take the Cairo Biz 101 course and pay for the rest of it in the next calendar year. So let me say that again. If you are out there and you want to take Cairo Biz 101, but you aren't ready for it today, you might not have all the funds today, but you have $1,000. What you can do if you reach out to us, you can say, hey, I want in. We'll put you through our normal process to see if it's a good fit. And you can give us a down payment, a deposit, $1,000, and that will keep you eligible for the current price. And you are able to access that as long as you pay for it within the next year and access Cairo Biz 101 anytime in the next 12 months at the lowest possible price it will ever be offered. Remember, on average, people grow 106%. So the Layla turns one sale. If you think you're going to take it in the next year, two years, uh, or thought about it in the next year and aren't ready today, this is your opportunity. You are silly to not do it. Time is running out. Halloween is coming fast. Layla turns one very soon, very soon. She's got teeth. She's crawling around. She's starting to walk. She eats more than I can. I mean, we're, we're, we're moving along here, folks. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. So the Layla turns one sale ends on Halloween Please take advantage of that. In today's episode, in today's episode, we have three questions that I answer. Number one, how do Kairos go about setting their price to deal with hardship cases? Hardship cases. Do you discount? I think you're in, my answer will surprise many people here because one of the things I think about is, oh, do we give people a discount that can't afford it? Well, no. In my world, I think the people that can't afford it, you should treat for free if you're a nice person. So we go into that specifically. Number two, 
When changing freeze, how do you bring it up to existing patients? I would tell you, gun to my head, this is probably the most common question we get from people in ChiroBiz 101. So hey, if you're listening to the podcast, you will get my insight on this. And number three, question is when first starting, how do you know what hours to have available? As always, we get into a little bit here because I think so many people are inefficient with their time and schedule, especially when they're first starting and aren't busy. So hope all of you enjoy this podcast. And again, don't forget, Lalo turns one sale. We'll talk to you soon. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Business School for the Rehab Chiropractor. Class is officially in session. My name is Justin Rabinowitz, and I am a rehab chiropractor on a mission to teach you, a fellow rehab chiropractor, the exact tools and systems I've used to build my own successful rehab chiropractic practice so you can do the same. I hope you enjoy, and please subscribe. Question. How should chiros go about payment plans and discounts for patients with financial hardships, i.e. questions to make sure they actually need help financially and a contract or a timeline? So I'll just tell you what we do at our practice. We have a paid in full option for people that want to save money. And then we have a payment plan option, which is they offer two payments. We don't advertise it or broadcast it. If they need to do three, we can do that, but it isn't something that we promote because we don't like to linger and go for a long time. But I want to talk about this a little bit more. Um, Before I understood a lot of these sales things, I would get very frustrated with people um, because I didn't really understand the psychology behind a lot of this sales and insurance and all these things. And so early on, we had a patient who came to see us and she needed our help. Uh, We really thought we could help her. Uh, but her husband was out of work. And so I think at the time we were charging maybe 200 or something like that. And we really wanted to help her. So we offered her a significantly discounted rate. I think we charged her like $70. And you know what she said to treatment? She said no. But we really needed to help her. And she was really going through something hard. And her husband was out of work. And she needed us. She had tried the other options and they didn't work. And she needed us. And so we offered it to her for free. And guess what she said? No. I always remember that moment because our team at the time, which was like four people, myself included, we were like stunned. We were stunned. This person needed us. They wanted treatment. We knew we could help them. They said it was too expensive. And then we took it off the table. They still said no. And so I'm not telling you anything other than to just understand and be careful with the human psychology and emotion. We don't have time to break down what actually happened. I now understand it because we understand our objections, which we teach in ChiroBiz 101. But I just want to let you know that most times we devolve to price Almost every time we devolve to price and you'll be gobsmacked with how many people, when it is free, if it was free, they still say no. If you think that's only a patient thing, you'd be surprised. I actually have done the same thing with people in ChiroBiz 101 and they still say no or don't take it because it's often not the reason why. There's something else there that we just haven't gotten to yet. I know it's hard to believe, and I know it's hard to think about, but that's just how it works. Now, something else that I'll bring your attention to. 
I have a little bit different belief, as you may expect, on discounted treatments, things of that nature. I try to live in a world, number one, where I try to treat other people in the way I wish my business was treated. Now, that isn't always a possibility and the reality, but that's that's a fact. Um, I can share with you, my wife and daughter are doing PT at AMP Physical Therapy with Sean and Monica, who are our clients in our mastermind group. And they're down the street and they're phenomenal at what they do. So much so that I trust my family with them. And my expectation when they go, when my family goes to see them, is that they're treated like every other client that they see, which is why we pay full price. And I don't want a discount. And there are times actually, or I think I wrote a check for more Because in my world, if people value what I do, I want them to pay for it. And so I would expect to do that with other people. It's not some noble thing. It's just how I think the world should work. The next point of this, I believe that the people that can pay, they might not want to pay, but they can pay, should pay. Because I also believe that the people that can't pay, you should be able to help as well. The problem is so many of you guys out there, you don't charge enough. Everyone gets a discount. And so you're not making enough to run your business. And because of that, the people come in that can't afford it. And then you try to discount them and they still say no, because they can't afford it. I would rather you just give it away for free. In my practice, I want to make enough money with the people that can pay so that when someone comes in that is on hard times, that does need our help, I don't want to have to charge them anything. I mean, if we're 350 an hour, oh, let's discount to 95. No, like if they literally can't afford it, like keep your $95, pay for your gas, go get food. If you can't afford it, I don't want to discount you. If you need our help, I'll do it for free. That's fine but I need to run the business in a way that I can still pay myself, pay my employees, pay my mortgage, pay my rents. If I'm, everyone's discounted and my prices are wrong, my business is shit, you're not going to be able to do that. And so for me, it's either all or none. That's how I wish I would run a practice. I want it to run that way. Now, again, I'm guilty as anyone else. I get it. I understand. It isn't perfect all the time. And I, I always want to make it clear that it doesn't always work that way. But I just encourage you to think, like if you're going to come to me and say, people, oh, what do I do if they can't afford a payment plan? Well, if they can't afford it, don't charge them. It seems crazy to me. Like if someone literally can't afford your care, why would you charge them anything? That seems ridiculous. Does that not seem ridiculous to you? It seems ridiculous to me. I'm sorry. I don't know. Maybe I'm different, but that seems crazy to me. Next question. When having changes to fees, how do you bring it up to existing patients? Well, the first thing is most people worry because we're in an inflationary period and prices are going up that they're afraid of raising prices. I'll tell you a funny story, actually. Um, where our practice is, it's like a strip mall and it's a, it's a condo association. And so I'm on the board there. And one of the other board members, he owns like nine or 10 pizzerias. He's got a really successful business. 
And the one day we were on a call, it was about a year and a half ago, and he was talking, we were talking about raising the HOA fees for everyone in the, in the center. And this guy comes on, he's like an Italian from Jersey, and he goes, hey, listen, everybody's fees going up. Even the back cracking's got to go up. The cost of everything's going up. So what's interesting is that we think that because prices have gone up and are going up, that people are going to be more hesitant for price rises. But actually, the opposite is true. Everything in everybody's life has gone up. House prices, interest rates, the cost of supermarket goods and all that jazz. So people just expect to pay more now. And so the best time to raise prices is actually during inflationary periods. And so if you're worried about raising your prices for that reason, it's actually the opposite. Like so many people, the successful ones often take the opposite action of what most people would do. Now, the second thing I'll tell you, if you do have to do a price rise to the people that are existing, what we teach is two things, time and choices. And so, um, listen, if you need to go in tomorrow and you're so low that you can't eat and you need to raise your prices Monday morning, you'll be fine. But what often is nice to do for people is to let them know, A, how much you appreciate them, B, that your prices will be going up. Let's give it a month. So it's, uh, let's just call it, I'm just saying we're in the middle of October or end of October. The prices are going to go up uh, end of the year. And because you've been such a loyal client, we have an option. You can buy some sessions at the old rates, or when we get the new ones, uh, you can just pay the new rates, whatever works best for you. So we give them an option and we give them a, we give them a timeline. So it's not going to happen tomorrow. People won't be upset so long as you give them a choice and you give them time to make a decision. If you come in on Friday and you're just like pissed at the world and then Monday the sessions are doubling, yeah, then you're going to get a lot of pushback. And so time and choices and also understanding that during an inflationary period where everything is going up, your services should as well. When first starting a practice, what hours are most important to have available? Mornings, evenings, and weekends. So if you run our model, a rehab Cairo model, realize you don't need many people to get to that $10,000 a month mark. And for you guys that are haven't started yet or just getting going, if you're running a cash-based practice uh, with low overhead and renting a room out of another Cairo office or out of a gym, the first benchmark that we often set is getting from to that $10,000 a month mark. Just get there. Typically, at that point, we can breathe a little bit. We're able to pay our bills. We're able to take some money home to pay our own bills at home and at the office. And then we can sort of have a foundation to go from. What I coach people on very often is actually the opposite of this question. I'm less, I think we have to focus less on the hours we're available and more on the hours we're doing the things that are going to grow the business. I often see so many new chiropractors out there that they have office hours available eight o'clock to seven at night, five days a week. And the problem is they never take the time or block the time out to go and do their marketing, go and practice their sales, go and grow their business skills, grow and do their networking. And so they'll show up on a Tuesday morning They have a patient at nine, then they have a patient at 1130, then they have a patient at 12, then they have a patient at two, they have a patient at five. And so they work like 12 hour day and they only saw four patients. And all of us think, listen up, all of us think that in between those patients, we are going to be productive with other aspects of the business. And it almost never happens. It almost never happens. 
And so early on, if I'm building a business, what I'm going to encourage you to do is to be available for as little hours as possible. If you start your business and you have six hours of patient care, if you can be available Wednesday from nine to 11 and Friday from three to six and you see your six hours and the rest of the time you're growing the business, I think that's an unbelievable strategy. If you and I are going head to head and building a business and I'm spending 30, 40 hours a week building the business and six hours treating the patients and you're spending five hours a week building the business and messing around on Instagram and social media pretending to do work, I'm going to beat you every single day of the week. And the discipline is not treating the patient. The discipline is doing all the other things in the business that you need to do in order to be successful. This is the hardest thing for chiropractors to recognize. The only thing that chiropractors are accountable for and know how to do is to show up when the patients are there. The thing with being a business owner is actually the patient care, unfortunately, is the least valuable part of building the business. Yes, you need to deliver a good service. You need to do all of that. However, most of you guys know chiropractors that don't do a good job and don't deliver a good service and are still wildly busy. Why? Because they understand how to market, communicate, sell, and build an unbelievable infrastructure around that business. And so early on, I don't care weekend, nights, mornings, whatever, as little as humanly possible that you are in there treating patients, no extra, no wasted time, get them on your schedule in blocks, three hours at a time, one, two, three, get in and get out, Friday, get in and get out. And the rest of the time, my friends, you need to go and build the business that you dreamed about. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And if you found this content valuable, here are four ways I can help you for free. One, grab a copy of my free guide, The Rehab Chiropractor's Checklist. You can get that at go.drjustinrabinowitz.com slash guide. That's go.drjustinrabinowitz.com slash guide. Two, go ahead and give me a follow on Instagram at Justin Rabinowitz, where I post business content. Three, subscribe to my weekly newsletter by sending me an email at coaching at strive to move.com. And four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more influential people and bring those lessons back to you. 